Hey everyone, it's your host of See Jurassic Right, Stephen Ray Morris here, just dropping in to say, I hope you've been enjoying all the new episodes in 2023 and 2024 so far. There are new interviews with filmmakers, musicians, scientists, the screenwriter of Land Before Time, audio essays about the rich history of the Jurassic Park and Jurassic World franchise, and all the news about the upcoming animated show Jurassic World Chaos Theory and the as-of-yet untitled Jurassic World sequel coming next summer. I really need your help supporting the show right now, and you can do that by leaving a tip and or giving a monthly follow on Patreon, patreon.com slash There are $1 and $5 tiers, but more is coming. Sharing the show, giving five-star reviews in Apple Podcasts, and liking and commenting on social, at Stephen Ray Morris on Instagram and Twitter, goes a long way to help boosting the show's visibility again online in this new era. I'm an independent podcaster and your support is so important and means the world to me in keeping this podcast running. Link to the Patreon is in the show notes. Hold on to your butts. Thank you. And now on to the show. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to See Westworld Right. Hey, it's Steven. Hey, it's Steven here. Back. I said I would be see you in less than a week, but of course, it's apparently much too difficult for me to watch this show on Sunday night. But it's fine because I managed to avoid the spoilers and everything like that and just watch the episode last night. And it was so... It's funny. I think that there was a period where people were sort of being like, wait, is this like, it just seemed like in the air, people were not sure. And like I said on last week's episode, we didn't quite know what the stakes are yet. So it became hard to be like, what are all these pieces? And I think some people were getting some season two PTSD of like, oh no, we're only seeing like one or two storylines, you know, each. So it's like, you know, it didn't have that kind of same rush of discovery as season one. But I think this episode... The Mother of Exiles, I said, it's a party edition of <laughs> of Westworld because everyone is in this episode. It's so cool. We get to see Dolores. We get to see Maeve. We get to see Bernard. We get to see Caleb. We get to see the man in black. We get to see Charlotte. You know, everybody is. It, that's what, I think that's why this episode, and I was kind of like last week, I kind of read a couple of articles and reviews and stuff. And yeah, I think everyone really enjoyed this episode because it had that same rush of discovery as the first season where 
everyone is kind of learning something new. And I'm just going to get it out of the way now because I was trying to record, uh, you know, I was trying to record this episode. I, I mean, I guess this is take two or whatever. Boop. Uh, and I felt like it was kind of hard to sort of sum up what this episode was about because the big bombshell drop at the end of this episode. Well, I'm just going to spoil it now. So throughout this first few episodes, there was the mystery of who is the host inside uh, Charlotte's body or Charlotte's new host, but you know, whatever the hybrid body. And then you remember Dolores took over that, uh, wormy rich dad's kid, uh, Connell's kind of this, um, invasion of the body snatcher style thing. And yeah, the mystery, I mean, really centralized around Charlotte, but you know, Tessa Thompson's character, like who's inside, who did, who else did Dolores smuggle out of Westworld? But then the big, the big, spoiler in this episode and why this episode is so good because it could happen simultaneously among all the storylines is that inside all these other inside all these other bodies isn't other hosts it's not teddy it's not clementine it's not it's dolores she's basically cloning her own consciousness and so it's dolores it's uh char dolores dolores connell's uh dolores sato um because in mave storyline yeah, I kind of like how they they made Shogun World's uh, tan- speaking of tangents, they made Shogun World's seemingly t- tangential journey more relevant for Maeve in this season. I think that was a smart move on behalf of the filmmakers, on behalf of uh, Lisa Joy and Jonathan Nolan. But anyway, oh yeah, and so the Yakuza head, as played by Hiroyuki Sonata, it's not. It's not him and, you know, it's, that's also Dolores. And who else? Who else is Dolores? But, um, yeah, no, basically all the hosts. Well, I think now the mystery is, is, is if Dolores cloned all of her pearls or cloned the same amount of pearls as she, as we thought she did hosts, then where is the other, um, where's the other Dolores basically at this point. And so, yeah, I mean, that's the big revelation this episode, but I think this episode maybe set the stakes a little bit and it's nice that we got to learn more about Vincent Cassell's character, Ciroc, and that apparently Paris was nuked when he was a child. So like if the show takes place in the early 2000 or the 2058, I mean, that I was like, when in our timeline did Paris get nuked? Like, that's wild. Anyway, so with that reveal, you kind of get a sense of... I, I still don't think you know necessarily what Dolores' master plan is, but now that you know how it's all coming together, basically, I think it just feels exciting. It just feels like we're we're rushing towards something now, which is, excuse me, another thing that I was hoping for last week. And so, you know, basically Bernard with Stubbs and I love room. I love, I want to, I just want to see this buddy comedy of them just hanging out in the shitty apartment together. But basically Bernard and uh, Stubbs see that Liam, the rich, the rich kid is going to be a target for Dolores because Dolores and Caleb want to steal his money and steal his power. And, and, you know, and they realize, and this realization that Dolores is replacing, you know, invasion of the body snatcher style, replacing people around Liam, they assume that Liam has already been replaced as well. And so it becomes this kind of comedy of errors inside this eyes wide shut rich person, uh, rich party, you know, where people take, it's funny. It reminded me so much of, 
there's lots of touches of Matrix throughout, not even just, you know, from other seasons of Westworld, but I just, to me, one of the most evocative moments in the Matrix is the very beginning where you see the, like, fetish gear folks, like, show up to Neo's apartment wanting, like, a floppy disk, and you're like, is this, like, a drug? Like, and so to me, it's hilarious that in this episode, there's the, it looks like literally like a USB drive, like, thing of molly or something or acid and so that was actually very funny but so yeah it's 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 this kind of i think it's that thing it's this forward momentum this convergence of like things that the plot is moving forward and bernard is trying to stop dolores you know in her try kind of cut her off before she's able to achieve what she needs and then meanwhile serac is trying to convince mave that she needs to take out dolores and you know, I mean, it's interesting because, yeah, it's this thing of like, she doesn't have a choice. So it's almost, but I, but I like that. And again, I think Maeve is almost the most independent character because she, she's trying to avoid having an agenda in a way, but she can't help but be kind of drawn in because, yeah, man, if she wants to go see her daughter again, if she wants to go to that Eden that was blasted out into space or, you know, the coordinates, like only, only Dolores knows the coordinates. So it's this thing of like Maeve kind of having to begrudgingly work with, uh, Ciroc in order to help. And then, then it's, you know, uh, Dolores Charlotte trying to convince because basically she's trying to cut off, you, you know, it's this thing of Dolores trying to consume, I mean, literally consume everything. And, you know, it's, uh, some, somebody else on the IO9 boards, uh, or in the comment sections, it's something about like the Borg. I don't know. I'm not that familiar with Star Trek, but it's like all copies of themselves. And so, you know, it, it was cool to see some of the trade shenanigans sort of uh, make sense now where it's like, you know, Dolores is trying to take over Insight through the rich kid Liam and then through Charlotte trying to maintain, maintain control of, uh, of Delos and Westworld, you know, through needing to convince William basically to come out of retirement, to come out of his, his, uh, manic, you know, when a human hybrid realizes that they may actually be dead already, go full Peter Mullen from season two. You know, and, uh, yeah, but to me, that was so interesting. So it's like Charlotte basically, you know, we need, we need William, the man in black, you know, Ed Harris did such a great job in this last episode. Uh, you know, we need to convince him to come out of retirement and then, you know, sort of vote to give Charlotte majority control of the company and to take it to go private. So Soraka, you know, again, blah, 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 like basically just trying to, you know, say, you know, basically trying to maintain control and to help Dolores, basically, again, it's like almost like these two warring uh, computers, you know, it's Dolores versus like Rebo, Reboban or whatever. And I mean, I'm so glad we got to see more of Katya Herbers who plays, who played Emily, uh, William's daughter, but now she's, it's like, she's a ghost, like a digital ghost or something. It's, it's very interesting. And I mean, to me that I just have this thought of, because, you know, the season two, uh, post credit scene of like William, it's like revealed that William is a host. But then I'm like watching this episode and I'm like, is that, is, is he a host or, or, or was he just tricked into thinking that he's a host? And yeah, I don't know. I, I thought that stuff was so interesting. I don't really have much to comment on. I wanted to say how the man in black got his groove back, but that is certainly not what happens in this episode. Yeah, I love, there is, you know, it's just, 
Bernard being a good goody two shoes with Stubbs and the Stubbs Dolores fight was great. And, you know, just like nothing personal, you know, like both of them were just like, eh. it's just interesting because, you know, is this eventually going to set up a point, you know, getting back to Maeve's storyline, she's trying to find Dolores and trying to find the source of how of like the original identities that that Dolores took on, you know, in order to, you know, cause she goes to this sort of, um, you know, Singapore underground body ha- harvest underground, and then eventually leads to the Yakuza. I like the mortician character, um, Elizabeth, uh, on West, I think is her, is how you pronounce her name. Um, she was really good. I was kind of bummed that she died. I was like, Ooh, the mortician, like a lot of this stuff feels very much like the matrix reloaded in revolutions. But I think, uh, I like those movies, but there, there is just this kind of playfulness of like this sort of like techno pagan underground, like showing the future is like, I think, I, I think it's fun. I think it's really playful. I think Caleb and Dolores are so good in this episode because they have to like sneak into this fancy party and they're both out of place and I, I think the, I think this episode just remembered to have fun with it you know you have Dolores show up at the very end like her ghost as she infiltrated um as she infiltrated William's mind and you know she's back in her sort of old west costume and playing innocent again I mean it is interesting that basically Westworld has come down to so many of these actors pretending to be Evan Rachel Wood. I think that's really funny. And yeah, I think this episode did a great job of kind of wanting you to know what the end game was because you're sort of emotionally invested. I think it's, you know, in a way I was like almost worried of like, well, how has Caleb joined Dolores's revolution so easily? But I think it's that kind of thing where you see in this episode that he just needed an excuse to do this. And I don't think he really cares, but I do like that Bernard was like, did, you know, are you like, uh, you know, again, Westworld being Westworld where like Bernard is like, wait, are you, are you one of us? You know, and Caleb's like, what are you talking about? And then I, I think that dangling thread is going to come back, at least as it seems from the preview for next week. And, you know, and the idea that like Ciroc goes to, it shows Maeve that cause Apparently, Westworld is somewhere in the South China Sea, as we saw when uh, Bernard went back to Westworld in, in the earlier episodes of this season. And then that Arnold's house, you know, ben, the original Bernard's house is in Singapore. But then Maeve and Ciroc being there and Dolores not being there, but seeing the old technology. It's like, wait a minute. So when Earth, like it, it <laughs> I think whether intentionally or not, I think sometimes Westworld does a really good job of making you be like, wait a minute, is this like some, is something else going on here? When it like, but I, I, I mean, I think they do know what they're doing and by placing images against each other, it just makes you doubt, you know, I, for a second, I was like, is there some weird time thing going on that we're not aware at all going on right now? I don't think there is, but I definitely think they, they want you to always kind of second guess your reality around you. And I also like that this episode, 
even had stuff like the drugs where when like, you know, there's like people having, you know, it's like these sex parties and it's like the people, there's like people, there's two hosts fighting each other and you're just like, yeah, babe, like let's keep going. And then the other, and then one of the other, one of Liam's friends, she's like tripping out and she sees this, she sees Dolores who supposedly, you know, this, the Laura Espen and whatever, like she died of a drug overdose or whatever. And she's just like, whoa, these drugs are good stuff. Like, I think this episode had a lot of fun. I think this episode was like, now that the more I think about it, the more fun that this episode has in my mind. And I love that Maeve got to use the katana again. I love that we got to hear a piano cover and a sort of string quartet cover again from our, you know, our composer, Ramin Dewandi. Like, that was kind of a cool return to form. It wasn't obviously the old honky-tonk stuff, but still, like, when people say return to form, I think that that's what this episode was, but I think it felt really earned because we had spent so much time with our characters. Like, this was very much like Last Jedi style. Our heroes have all been separated, and, like, when they finally get together at the end, it's so rewarding. Um, at the Battle of Crate, you know? So it's like here seeing like, but yeah, seeing Bernard and Dolores, to, like it just was so nice. It was so cool. And I really hope for the rest of the season, we get to see things continue to converge and diverge. What is the divergence? I'm just going to leave that there. If season two is any indication, once we got to this point, then it's just going to be all downhill from here in the sense of like momentum. And it's just, it's going to be this huge snowball effect and explode in chaos. And it's going to be so wild and cool. I'm super excited for the rest of the season. Like, I think this is where, you know, I think this is where your patience is going to be rewarded. And I think more so than season two, I think they got to this point a lot sooner because again, I feel like with season to it truly was like episode six or seven by the time they got to somewhere where it felt like this you know where it was like okay we're all here we're all ready to do battle let the games begin Anyway, let me know what you thought of this episode, if you enjoyed it a lot, if you're disappointed by the reveal that it's clone Dolores is, if you think that's cool. It was interesting. I don't know. I have to check my HBO app when I when I'm done with this, but I didn't see I couldn't my service was bad last night, I think because of the rain or something. But um, sometimes my internet isn't great. But you know, we're all using the internet right now because we're all stuck at home. But yeah, I didn't see like a little behind the scenes thing after the trailer for next week. So I was like, do they not have one? Because when I looked on the website, they didn't have it yet either. But I don't know if they were like waiting till like the middle of the week or something to sh- to like put it up on the website. But yeah, so I thought that was interesting that they didn't do any making of this week. So I don't know what that means. Ooh, I also like the blood transfusion thing. It was a nice allusion to Fallen Kingdom. And yeah, I don't know. Yeah, let me know. Let me know what you're thinking. Let me know if you're still enjoying it. Let me know if you, let me know if you like the matrix. No, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's exciting. It feels good to, to see the end game. You know, I I think that's why it's hard for me sometimes to watch TV shows or to have enough patience to, to, um, kind of work through the slog because I need to know that's, that there's a purpose to all this, you know, and sometimes with the, you know, especially with prestige television and, and these sort of, um, serialized storytelling, it's like, you're putting in a lot of man hours, you know, and it's, 
and it's <laughs> man hours. Uh, <laughs> you're putting in a lot of hours, you know, and I want to know that it's gonna go somewhere. And yeah, if you're if you're looking forward to the rest of the season, I actually noticed a really cool thing. I try not to look at this stuff ahead of time because they they'll I think for like TV guide purposes they will it's they like. It's these kind of one sentence. I mean, they say synopsis, but it's not a synopsis. It's basically like a thematic teaser, like one line that's like, will they learn how to walk with their mind? You know, like it's just very like, ooh, what's this episode going to be about? So it's like for TV Guide, they have the the episode title, the little one line teaser, and then who wrote it and who directed it. And I think it's really interesting that the last... Uh, four episodes of the season are all directed by women. I think that's really fucking rad. So I'm looking forward to for I'm looking forward to the episodes for that reason as well. And I think it's going to be really great. And what the fuck is Dolores doing? That's all I want to know. So anyway, thanks for listening. Check out the Siege Rascal mini-sode if you haven't yet for this month. Uh, I'm also doing, um, I'm still working on my COVID-19 Jurassic Park dinosaurs resources list. If you're, you know, feeling like you want to, you know, indulge in some other Jurassic and dinosaur activities that you've been meaning to catch up with, just things you can do to learn and stay curious and imaginative and all that good stuff and informed. I'm still working on that, but it should be coming soon. And yeah. Hmm, begun. This Clone War has. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.